This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. You, are you ready for the word this morning? I'm telling you, we have to live by the word of God. And we've been in a series in the book of James, and this is part seven. So this is really good. And we know that, that James was a half-brother of Jesus. He lived with Jesus, amen? So he learned some things from Jesus, and we know that he's uh, the pastor of the Jerusalem church. And he, he, he wrote a very practical book, the book of James. Some scholars say it's the book of wisdom in the New Testament. And so, um, so today, uh, the title of this is Book of James, Part 7, but the power of our words. And, um, you know, your words are powerful. Look at your neighbor and say, your words are powerful. powerful. Amen. And so we want to we wanna make sure that, that we're lining our words up with God's words. Amen. And that's so important. So uh, Proverbs 18.21, you may all know this one, but I just want to start off with that before we get into what James is going to be talking about. And it says in Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So what, what is the uh, person in Proverbs saying? He's saying, um, Solomon, he's saying that we'll eat our words. Amen. So everything that we have today is really a testament of what we said yesterday. Everything that we have and we're walking in today is what we have said in the past because your words are seeds. They are containers. And they're either containers of life or containers of death. And I want my words to be containers of life. Don't you? Amen. Amen. So we, we get into James chapter 3. And he, and he starts off by saying, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing we shall receive a stricter judgment. So he's giving a little warning about us being teachers. And that would be, you know, all of us that, that minister the word of God. And you don't have to do it on a on a platform, it's ministering anyway, and, and we will, you know, we'll have a stricter judgment. Why is that? Because, um, you know, because people follow teachers, amen? And sometimes I think it's important in not only what you say, but how you say it, amen? And also it's important that, that some teachers may leave out some things in the Bible. And I try to minister a very um, balanced message to where you can know that there's the goodness of God and then there's the severity of God. And we got to be able to mix the two. There's the love and grace of God and then there's the judgment of God. And those two have to be married. Amen. And, and James has been doing a great job in revealing that truth to us. And so here it says here um, in Matthew uh, 12. Let's look at this because he's going to be talking about our words. And, um, and Jesus actually says this about words in Matthew 12. 36 and 37, he says, But I say to you, every idle word men may speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned, or you will be judged. So, so what Jesus is saying here, he's saying that our words can access us, either the grace of God in our lives, or it can bring on the curse in our life. Can I say that again? Our words can access the blessings of God in our life. Just like when you receive Jesus, you probably spoke some words. You probably confessed the, 
I like to say the salvation prayer. You ask Jesus, you unlocked heaven by confessing Jesus as your Lord. Amen. You unlocked heaven in your life. So when we agree and we receive and, and we speak God's word, um, it's a, when we agree with God's word, we're actually walking in the truth of God's word. Amen. And so a lot of people, I'm going to say this, a lot of people agree with their feelings. Can I say that again? A lot of people walk by feelings. The Bible says that we shouldn't walk by feelings, that we should walk by faith. Right? But a lot of times we are emotional creatures. How many people are emotional out here? Amen? And we are emotional creatures. And emotions aren't bad. Amen? But we don't want to follow our emotions. We want to follow the word of God. And we want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit always leads us and guides us into all truth and leads us and guides us in accordance to God's word. So the spirit of God and his word agrees. Amen on that? So, so here Jesus is saying every idle word is being weighed out every day in our lives. And we need to make sure that we're speaking words of life and not words of death. So there's, there's three keys that, that James is going to bring out uh, in uh, here in this chapter, chapter 3. And uh, the, the first key is that our words can dictate the course of our lives. In other words, where our lives are going. Now, uh, James gives a powerful illustration of this. And so let's look at this. It says here in James 2, it says, uh, or uh, James chapter 3, verse 2, For we stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. So he's saying here that if we're able to control our tongue, we can control our entire body. Amen? Somebody say, I hate sweets. No, I won't go there. <laughs> I don't like donuts, right? Uh, yeah, we're able to bridle our own. Uh, uh, you know, you can bridle your entire body by your words. Amen. Don't say, I love cake. Don't. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I love sweets. Amen. In other words, now, now moderation's okay. Everything in moderation is okay. But, but, but we, we can be hung by the tongue. Right? And we need to be very careful that we're not hanging ourselves with our own tongues. Amen. And so, so then James goes into giving us an illustration. The Apostle James goes in giving us an illustration in, in uh, 3 and 4, um, verses 3 and 4. He says, Indeed, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at the ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, whatever the pilot desires. Amen? So we see here that, that, that James is saying that our tongue can direct our lives. And as, as you see here, he, he talks about our tongue being like, uh, like a bit in a horse's mouth. And horses are big animals. They're strong. But if you put a bit there, you can control that animal. Amen? And so, and so a lot of times we need to ask God to put a bit in our mouth. Amen? We need to learn to, to probably we need to learn to be more quiet than to speak out. Hello. And, uh, and then he says here that, uh, that the ships, even though they're so large, uh, they can be uh, controlled by the rudder of the ship. And, and even the wind can try to blow the ship in a certain direction. The rudder can control it. And I'm going to say this, that the enemy's working these days. And he's trying to, by the winds of adversity, he's trying to blow us in a certain way of thinking. That, uh, you know, that the devil's winning. And God's losing, but God is winning, 
and the devil's losing. Amen. He has already lost the battle. Amen. But we, if we're not careful, we will allow the winds of adversity to blow our way. And, and what the enemy wants to do is he wants to try to drive us into wrong areas of thinking and speaking. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we got to be very careful that we're not consuming uh, uh, too much junk. And I'm going to talk to you about that because, because sometimes you think, well, I'm not watching anything really bad. I'm just watching the news. Well, that can be bad. Because the news has just turned, up, turned into gossip. It's not even news anymore. It's just gossip. It's just a beat-up show on different people, right? So we got to make sure that we're very careful. Even Smith Wigglesworth, the famous uh, apostle of faith, he was called. He raised many people from the dead. Uh, he would not allow a newspaper to come into his house. Uh, in other words, the only news he received was the good news. And so that kept his attitude right. And it's when we're allowing other news to come in, and, and most news is bias. It's on however they want to try to spin it to make you believe something that's true that may not be true. And so we need to be very careful. I mean, be very careful with social media. Amen. So we see this, that our words can, can, can direct our lives. And we, fa- we find this out in, in the Old Testament about the Israelites when, when they came out of, you know, the bondage of the Egyptians and Moses was raised up to not only bring them into the wilderness, but, but to bring them into the promised land. And see, we, we're all, hopefully we're all headed towards the promised land. And we're in the promised land and we need to stay in the promised land. Amen. But the Israelites had a problem. And they had a problem with um, looking back. They had a problem. Sometimes as Christians... We have a problem in looking back at our past, and that's dictating where we're at today. And that's dictating our future for tomorrow. And we need to be very careful that we're not always looking at the past, looking at the, the, the misery that we went through in the past, and looking at what the people have done us wrong in the past. And, you know, you are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new the past is the past and leave it in the past you can tweet that amen so the past is the past and leave it in the past so we got to be very careful that we're not like the israelites that look back and they were in the wilderness and um they were in the process of moving towards the promised land and they even got tired of the provision that god was giving them which was the manna that was falling from heaven and so God gave them, you know, angels' food. I like to say angel food cake, but angels' food, amen? And, uh, and, and they had, uh, you know, a fire that was at night that kept them warm and a cloud a day that, that, sh- that shaded them during the day so they wouldn't be too hot. God was taking care of them. And so, but they, you know, they took God for granted in the wilderness. Don't take God for granted. Don't take God for granted for, for, for the little things that he's doing in our lives. And we need, we need to be thankful for those little things. And they weren't thankful. And, and so we know this, that, that, uh, that they, uh, they kept griping and complaining. And, and even 
the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10.10, 10, he was given a list of examples of what we should not follow. He was talking about the Israelites, and he was talking about sexual sins, and 23,000 fell dead in the wilderness. They were, for example, so that we wouldn't walk in these things. But then he throws in this, he says, Do not grumble as some of them did, and suffer the death by the destroyer, 1 Corinthians 10.10. 10. So grumbling and complaining, uh, the old adage is, if you complain, you will remain. But if you praise, you'll be raised. Right? So, so we need to be very careful that we're not allowing the circumstances to control our tongues. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I like what Peter said. He says, for he who is willing to love life, how many people want to love life in here? I want to have days of heaven on earth. That's, that's, my, that's my, every day I wake up, I, Lord, I want this to be a day of heaven on earth. I want to experience your peace, your love, your joy today. I, 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 Lord, guard me, protect me, put a hedge of protection around me, glory to God. Amen. But, but it says here, Peter says in 3, 1 Peter 3, 10, 11, For he who is willing to love life and see good days, let him guard his tongue from evil, and his lips uh, not speaking guile. Let him turn aside from evil and do good, and let him seek peace and pursue it. So here, Peter has given us, uh, you know, some, some keys in having, I like to say, heavenly days. And he's saying, guard your tongue from evil. Amen. Do not speak guile. And so when I looked at that word, what does that mean? Do not speak guile. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a hard word, guile. Hey, don't be, don't, don't, you know, you can say that to your kids. Don't be speaking guile. And they're going to say, what? And, and, but guile, uh, I looked that up and, and, and there's, another trans, uh, there's another verse in Peter that talks about Jesus going to the cross. And, and when Jesus went to the cross... Uh, it said that he didn't speak any guile, which means he didn't revile the sinners that, that were cursing at him and that were uh, saying all manners of evil against him. He didn't come back tit for tat. He, didn't, he wasn't on the cross saying, just wait until I get off this cross. He, he wasn't on the cross saying, just wait. You guys are going to be sorry. You guys are going to be real sorry because every knee is going to bow to me. No, he, even though that's true, and every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess uh, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Every demon will confess that Jesus is Lord. Every sinner will confess that Jesus to the glory of God. Either you'll be forced to or you'll do it willingly. And I don't know about you, but I want to be willing in giving God my praise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't want to be forced to, to, to give God glory. No, I want to be willing. The Bible says it's the willing and obedient that eat the best of the land. Are you listening? The willing and obedient. How many willing hearts do I have in the house today? How many obedient hearts do I have? Then you qualify to eat the best of the land. Glory to God. So, so, so we have to believe that, that, that God is good and that our future is bright. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Jeremiah 29, 11. I, I, I say it quite often because sometimes I can look at my life and sometimes I can measure things out and sometimes it doesn't look like it's working. 
Have you ever said, how come my life doesn't seem to be moving forward? How come it seems like there's, there's things that are blocking my life from, from moving and advancing into the good life? Has anybody ever, and sometimes we measure these things out and, and, and then we, we, we focus too much on those things. No, no, God's bringing us to the other side. God's bringing us to a good place. He is my shepherd and I shall not lack for any good thing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And I love this part of it. My cup overflows. And God is an overflowing God. And he wants our lives overflowing with his goodness. With his love. Amen. And so in Numbers 13.30, when God wanted the children of Israel, you know, God did not, he wanted them to be in the promised land within a year that they were in the wilderness. And I'm going to say this, there's, there's some of us that might be in a wilderness right now, and God is not holding back your promised land. God just wants us to agree with him, speak what he speaks, and start moving into it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And here uh, uh, in... In Numbers 13, 31, uh, Moses sent spies out to spy out the land. Twelve spies, one from every tribe of Israel, and they all spied out the land. And it was a good land, flowing with milk and honey. And it was really nice, and, and it, was, it was a very nice place to live. Amen? But uh, there were uh, twelve spies. Two spies gave a good report. And ten spies gave a bad report. And you know, this is interesting. I'm going to say this. The majority is not always right. Oh, I'm preaching today. Just because the majority say this is so and this is so doesn't mean they're right. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's the minority that's right. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so here in Numbers 13.31 uh, or 13.30... Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. So, so we see here that, that what they were trying to do was overcome the negative report of the spies because the spies just gave the congregation a negative report. So, so uh, we hear that, uh, that they said, Caleb quieted the people with Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession that we were well able to overcome it. And then in Numbers 13, 31, but the men who had gone up with them said, we are not able to go up against these people for they are stronger than we are. Than we are. Listen, you are either an able person or a not able person. And I'm telling you, you are able people in God. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Do you believe that today? God's grace is sufficient for you in anything that you move on and, 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 and try to do. God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is his ability to help you through any situation that you need help in. Do you believe that today? And so we need to be people like uh, Caleb and Joshua, we, we need to be uh, people that say we're well able. Amen. Say, I'm well able. I'm well able to overcome. In, in spite 
of the circumstances. Amen. Do you know that that, that generation and those ten spies, God said because they gave, the Bible actually says an evil report. A lot of us think, well, an evil report is me cursing, Pastor. Isn't that right? If I drop a couple four-letter words, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's bad. And, and that is bad. But what's worse than that is agreeing with the circumstances that you're dealing with. That, you know, you, in other words, there are so many promises in God's word. If we would just stand on his promises instead of keep focusing on the problems of this life, we will move into our Canaan land. We'll move into the promised land. But unfortunately, a lot of times we're focused on, we're, we're focused on the wrong things in life. Focus on the good things that you have and not the bad things that are happening in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We need to be thankful. Thus, Thanksgiving this Thursday. Amen. And so, and so number one, we, uh, our, our words uh, have to, uh, it dictates the course of our life. Number two, our words um, will uh, determine uh, uh, or promote life and death and blessing and curses. That's it. I got it. Our words have power to promote life and death or blessing and curses. James 3, 5 says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire for course of nature. And it's set on fire by hell for every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue it is unruly evil, full of deadly poisons. With it, we bless our God and father and with it, we curse men. We have been made in the similitude of God out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursing. So we see here that we need to be very careful that, that we, we're not people that walk on both sides of the track, that, that we're blessing on one side and cursing on the other. Right. Amen. In other words, like, uh, you know, uh, married people out here, don't be talking bad about your spouse. Oh, man, it's getting deep in here today, Pastor. Amen. Don't, no, 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 no. Speak good things over your spouse. Speak good things over your children. Speak good things over your animals. Hallelujah. We're trying to we're trying to potty train our dog. We've had this dog for six months, and um, and I'm telling you, and 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 my wife is taking care of the dog, but she she said some negative things this morning about the dog, and um. <laughs> And I said, and of course, I'm studying this. And I said, now, Yin, I never, I never corrected her. Every time she's, this is probably her 20th time, maybe 30th time she said something negative about the dog. And I, and I never corrected her. I just, just listened. And I said, now, Yin, you, we got to speak good things over the dog. Well, you don't take care of that dog, you know. I don't take care. Of, that's true. I don't. She's always taking care of that dog. She wanted the dog. I didn't want the dog. <laughs> Anybody looking for a dog? <laughs> it's a Shih Tzu. It's very cute, but not too potty trained. Amen. Not not too obedient. Amen. And um, and so <laughs> and so and so we're trying to get that dog, you know, doing the right things. Amen. And uh, so so we need to be very careful 
on what we're saying. Uh, men, say nice things about your spouse. I mean, I mean, if you say if, if you start talking about how dumb she is, then how dumb are you to marry her? Okay. There we go. That makes you double dumb. Amen. So no, no, you're smart. Amen. And so, and, and w- ladies, also you know, speak good things over your husbands. Amen. Try to you know conform them into the image. You will conform people and things into the image of your words. Man, that's powerful right there. You will conform whatever, however you think and what you say. Your life will 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 transform the atmosphere around you. Do you believe that today? And I'm telling you, that's the reason why, you know, that's the reason why I'm always uh, speaking the promises of God's word. That's why we have those promised scriptures out there when you come in. We have who you are in Christ scriptures that you can confess who you are in Christ. We have scriptures on healing so you can confess the promises of healing. We have scriptures on prosperity so you, so you, can, so you can come out of poverty. So you can come out of sickness into health. So, are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so we have to start lining our words up with God's words. Amen. Amen. So we need, we need to do that because, because we need to be very careful because our words will, uh, will cause death and life, blessing or curse. Our words will also will reveal our heart attitudes. Your words will reveal your heart attitude. Amen. And uh, uh, see, uh, your words will reveal that heart attitude, and, and we got to make sure that our hearts are, are, are careful. Amen. We need to guard our hearts. We need to guard our hearts, for out of it flows the issues of life. Amen. Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks. I'm sorry. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. So, so out of your heart. In other words, what we've been thinking on, whatever you think on long enough will eventually come out of your mouth. I'm going to say it again. Whatever you think on and ponder on and meditate on long enough, it will eventually come out of our mouth. So we got to think good things. Amen. Uh, in Matthew 12, uh, 35, it says a good person brings forth good out of, out of what's stored uh, of goodness, but an evil person brings forth evil, what is stored in evil. So, so we see here that our heart is like a bank account. And, and you can make a deposit in your heart. And so I want to deposit good things in my heart and not bad things. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so what, is, what, what am I saying here? I, I'm saying that we need to transform our minds. And we do that through... The music we listen to, oh, now, Pastor, you're meddling today. I, I, you know, when I became a Christian, you know, uh, yes, I like, I like uh, you know, the oldies and the 70s and 80s. That's good. But, 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 and we can identify with those things, and those are times that may have been good times in our lives. But we really need to start identifying with who we are in Christ. So that's the reason why I listen to Christian worship music and Christian music, K-Love. Why? Because I want to I put good things, I want to listen of words of hope so I can walk in hope. Right? So I, I changed what I listen to. I, I changed what I watch. I, I just don't watch anything. I, I, I'm careful what I put before my eye gates and... I'm careful what I put. Why? Because I'm making a deposit into my heart. 
And so if you deposit good things into your heart, then what will come out? Good things. If you deposit bad things, what can come out? Bad things, right? Amen. It's all on what you're meditating on. It's all on what you're, you know, they've done a study of, of airplanes, of, of, of airplanes crashing. You, you ever watch those stories of those airplanes going down? Aren't those real exciting stories? Right before you go on a trip. And, um, and so, and then you, and you hear these stories about why did it go down? Why did the plane go down? And then they have a black box that records everything that, that uh, the pilots say. And then, you know, this one pilot said right before they get down, we're all going to die. You know, and, and what, what's coming out of their heart? Death. Death. And what we need coming out of our hearts is life. No, no, my Bible says with long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Somebody say with long life. He will satisfy us and show us his salvation. Glory to God. So let me give you three keys here that, that we need to stand on before I close out. Uh, and, and I want to encourage you this week and even for the rest of your life is to... It's to start praying uh, a prayer that, that I pray at times, and we even lead in, the, in our classes, uh, in our membership class, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my God. And we need to pray that every day. Let the meditation of our, our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight. You know, words are powerful, but thoughts are powerful too. I want to say it again, words are powerful, but our thoughts and how we think are powerful, and it will move us into a direction of either positive or negative. You are not what happened to you in the past. Amen. You are a new creation in Christ. Amen. Old things are passed away. All things become new. You are a conqueror in Christ Jesus. God always causes us to have the victory in Christ Jesus. You have to believe that today. So I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to give you three things that you need to do every day. And number one, you need to, you need to speak words of affirmation. Start speaking words of affirmation. Amen? Uh, I think about this in Matthew uh, 3, 16 and 17. Uh, it says, after Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open for him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And the voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son whom I am, with whom I am well pleased. So here, uh, Jesus hadn't done a miracle yet. Jesus hasn't, you know, raised anybody from the dead. He hasn't walked on water. He hadn't done really anything really dramatic for the kingdom of God. He did get water baptized, which was the first step in him walking in the blessings and, and the power of God. And here, God says, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. I'm going to say this today. If you're in Christ to, today, you are God's beloved son and daughters. And you are well pleasing to God as long as you're trying to walk pleasing to God every day of your life. As long as you're trying to examine yourselves, making yourself, uh, you know, Examine yourself with the word of God and making sure that your life is lining up with the word of God every day. And if you're doing that every day, examining if you're in the faith and you're walking with God, he is well pleased with you. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? He is well pleased when you say, okay, I see God says that I should not grumble and complain. So I'm going to, Lord, help me not to grumble and complain today. Help me to see the good. Help me to see the silver lining in the cloud. Help me to see what's good in my life and not what's negative in my life. Uh, you can always find something negative. There's always, it, there's a critic everywhere. They're all on Facebook. Amen. They're all criticizing somebody. I, I barely, rarely see any, good job, this person's doing great, this person's doing, it's everybody's trashing everybody out on Facebook. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? You say, well, I'm not on Facebook, man. I, amen. But uh, yeah, that might be a good thing. Some of us might need to shut down the social media. Some of us might need to shut down the, 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 the news. Some of us might need to shut down some of these things, amen? Because, it, because these things can affect our attitudes. So we need to speak words of affirmation. Number two, we need to speak words of praise. We, we need to be thankful. We need to be praising. I, I, I try to do it all the time with, with, with the dream team, and I'm so thankful for the worship team this morning. It did a wonderful job, and... With Robert coming out with his son and um, uh, with, um, with all those that, that were a part of this team. I'm telling you, God is doing awesome things in Exceed Life Church. And he's doing it through our giftings. Amen. Glory to God. And so, and so and I, I want to thank everybody. The, how many people had coffee today? Thank the people that made coffee. Venus. Thank you, Venus, for making coffee today. Glory to God. Man, I, I think I'm sweating coffee. I had so much coffee today. Glory to God. Amen. And so we need to be thankful people. Uh, speak words of praise. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It, it says, in all circumstances, give thanks. Amen. In all circumstances. In other words, we need to give thanks. In, in No matter how bad it looks, give thanks anyway. Not for the bad things that are happening in our life, but thank God that he's with us through the storms of life. That he's not leaving us or forsaking us in life. That he's still with us. That his grace is still on our lives. Thank God. Amen. And number three, we need to speak words of encouragement to one another. We need to speak words of encouragement. Listen, we're going to make it. Doesn't matter who becomes the next president. We're still going to stand strong in God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Yes, it may affect some of our liberties, but I'm telling you, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And the Son of God can set us free from every negative emotion, every negative thought. Uh, you know, what we need to do is we need to be what it says about, about staying in peace in Philippians 4. It says whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is of good report, think of these things. And the, and the God of peace will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. So we need to think on the good and not the bad. Listen, you know, either, you know, if, if depending on how you look at who's going to be the next president, you're either going to look at it's going to be days of heaven or days of hell. Either way. But you know what? Jesus is coming back. Amen. And if it's days of good, then we're getting the harvest. And if it's days of hell, Jesus is coming back on Christmas Day. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? If it's bad, then maybe Jesus is coming back a little sooner. I had a friend of mine, James Johnson. He sent me a, a video of this girl that had a vision of Jesus. 
and she had a vision of Jesus and uh, uh, a dream uh, of the rapture. And uh, she asked Jesus when he was coming back. And uh, he's, of course, you know, the Bible says no man will know. So it's probably it won't happen. But she said in 2020. And, uh, and, and this little girl said, he's coming back in 2020. I believe there's some uh, more of a harvest to get in. I, I think there's still a lot more people to get in. And, uh, but uh, she said Christmas, 2020. But, you know, maybe that might be a possibility. We better live our life like he is coming back on Christmas 2020. I think we should live our lives like he might be coming back tonight. I think we should live our lives because the Bible says it's the blessed hope. We live as if Jesus will be appearing to us tonight. And if we live like every day Jesus is coming back, somebody say Baranatha. That means, Lord, come quickly. And some of us might, when we open our bills and we see we got more, more bills than money, we need us to say Maranatha. Maranatha. Honey, you got anything to say Maranatha. Amen. Amen. Just because he might, you may be believing he's coming back at the end of this year. Don't spend all your credit cards. Amen. You might take years to pay him back. Glory to God. People have done that in the past. Hallelujah. So speak words of encouragement in Ephesians 429. I'm closing here. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Amen. So we don't, want to, uh, we don't want any corrupt word proceeding out of our mouths. We want grace coming out of the mouth. The Bible says uh, uh, there's a passage in the Old Testament that says, speak grace to your mountains. So I'm telling you, when we speak grace to these mountains that seem to be holding us back in our lives, when we speak grace to them, it will level those mountains and we'll enter in to that promised land. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Are you going to do these three things? Amen. Are you going to speak words of praise? Yes. Are you going to speak words of, of affirmation? Yes. Are you going to speak words of thanksgiving? And I'm telling you, once you start doing these things, you're going to be propelled. You're going to move forward into that promised land. And you're, I'm telling you, people will be amazed how far and how good God has brought you in to his kingdom, and pretty soon we're going to be standing on the gates, uh, uh, at the gates of heaven. We're going to be standing uh, on those golden streets, worshiping and praising and glorifying God. Did you receive it this morning? Glory God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are so good to us. And I thank you, Father God, for those that are here in this audience and those that are watching online. There's many are watching online and and I father I know Lord it just takes uh, uh, just receiving your goodness and maybe you've never experienced the love of God maybe you've never experienced the peace of God or the joy of God you can experience it today you just need to make room for Jesus Jesus is knocking on the door of many people's hearts and he wants to come in and dine with us so if you're ready to make Jesus the Lord of your life Say this out loud and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit.
In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 